You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we got a great show for y'all today. Going to make some adjustments because Trey Markle, it was out camping and didn't make it in time, but that's all right. We'll make sure we get him on an, a future episode because the work he's doing over there at Enlightened Era is pretty spectacular, and I can't wait to be able to dive in with him. But of course, we got our resident guest here, Haru Chayez Amin. So we'll be diving in with him throughout this show about some of the healing principles that you can take along with you on your journey to your own health. Well, of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream. Please tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from some daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with Trey. And of course, it looks like it's going to be pretty warm out there. So I'm also going to encourage y'all to step outside, you know, like after you're done watching this show and get some good natural source of vitamin D. Um, of course, for those of you who cannot watch us, that's okay. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and you will find the date with Trey there. Um, you know, I want to send a huge shout out to all of our listeners and all of our supporters. Over the last few weeks, I've been really getting a lot of love pouring in. And I just thank you guys because this show is impactful. And that's the goal here. You know, I'm always encouraging you to be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. But the impact is also key to that because the way that you get inspired is that you feel something, right? And that's what I'm I'm always hoping for and willing for that this show can do that, provide that sense of impact, but also a really solid platform for all of our folks to come in from the community, share what's going on so that we can be engaged and informed and really participants in our community. Just because you live somewhere doesn't always make you a participant. Some folks go straight from work to home and don't really engage in between. But this show is really providing you an opportunity to know about what's going on out there so you can be engaged in the in-between stages of your life and of your day. So I hope you guys are feeling that out there and that you guys are really inspired. You know, this guest that's on today always inspires me. Haru Chayez Amen is doing phenomenal work in the community. And not only that, he finds ways to plug in and tap in with a wide variety of audiences with the work that he's doing. So up next, dun, 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 dun. Oh, we got a handcrafted motion graphic, as they love to say. Uh, there it is. It's coming. DQ's got it. <laughs> there it is. All right. Haru Chayez, our man, joins us right now with another Haru Hill segment. Hey, what's up, Haru? Peace. It's good to see you again. Hey, you too. Well, thanks so much for being here today. I know you're a busy person, but I really appreciate you coming on every other Thursday and sharing what's going on. What's up for today? We're going to talk about patterns today. We're going to talk about how we generate those patterns, how to begin to overcome some of those patterns, um, how to approach some changes in our lives. Because um, patterns really lead us into some dark places at times, and we want to make sure that we're establishing some healthy patterns and rhythms to life. 
Yeah. Well, when you talk about patterns, I mean, I always think about routine, right? And when you in you know adjust your routine to fit in some of these health and wellness practices that you've been giving us over the last few weeks, you know, really it means that you're creating a new routine in your day and those routines become patterns, right? Definitely. The routines become patterns and we have patterns that exist on multiple levels, right? We have patterns that that exist on our behavior levels, which are like more like habits. We have some, some consciousness patterns, some things that we just automatically kind of process and do throughout our lives. We have lifelong patterns, right? So some patterns that might last, you know, 10 or 15 years or cycles um, of patterns and things like that. Things that might lead us into relationship issues, things that might lead us into, you know, work and, and, and friendship issues, might lead us into just health issues over time. So not just really confined to our habits or, or behaviors, but they really um, include our way of thinking, um, upbringing and, and lessons that we've learned throughout life, some of our experiences and things like that, that kind of begin to be a catalyst for new patterns or new cycles. And so we want to really address those patterns on multiple levels. Well, you know, I remember learning um, something super important about our circle of influence. And this is my early days in college where they were explaining to me how integral that is. And with that knowledge, you know, raising my two sons, I thought about that, you know, because they say once you reach like age seven or something, age five to seven, you already have your thought patterns, your thought processes kind of down or your perspective of the world. So those first years are so influential in cementing some of those things that I I can tell, I mean, in terms of what you're talking about, really are connected to a lot of those thought patterns that we take with us, the ways that we see the world and the things that we think are right and wrong, right? Indeed. We really have this paradigm system. Um, The way that we think or the way we view the world, the way we interact with the world, the way that we think the world should operate. Um, and that establishes pretty early on in life. Um, our first 14 years or so in life, we've established these belief systems based on our education, based on interaction with our parents and their values, based on society and, and our experiences in society, the things that you know taught us like, look, it's hot, don't touch it, those types of things. So we become triggers. Um, our patterns, like I said, are the way that we think the world should operate. Normally, when I say think, that means we don't know. So, so a lot of times that those patterns or paradigms are based on you know erroneous information, false truths or beliefs, right? That we need to really go go deep into and 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 to address, um, to uh, analyze and assess. But um, our our paradigms, um, if we're using those based on um, erroneous behavior, we're going to make assumptions, make decisions that aren't necessarily true or healthy for us. And that is detrimental to our well-being. And like we've said before, anything that's detrimental to our well-being is not natural to us. So we have to address those things that are unnatural to us and increase our health through making changes around our patterns and behaviors. Well, this is really interesting, too, because I don't think not enough people really understand the depth of this and the importance for adjusting these things. I think you know, particularly for adults, you think, oh, this is how I've done it for 40, 50 years. Uh, This is the way I'm going to do it. There is no really no changing that. And you get accustomed to these things that may be coming from erroneous backgrounds or, or foundations. And you don't really take the time to analyze why do I do it this way? Why am I thinking this way? Or why does my my pattern of thinking go down that path? I know for me, there's something that sometimes gets disassociative 
for me when it comes to like thinking about things because I'm, you know, so productive mindset, like molded. And I just need to, you know, I need to produce the results. I'm always thinking about the solution. Right. But I realize that sometimes it cuts away from some of the, the ways that I can connect with others, you know, like building that solid team to get things done because I'll just like start pummeling away. And it's been really interesting this year in particular for me to really think about that and start to uh, understand, like, where does that come from? Why do I choose to do those uh, those kind of mechanisms that make me say almost like, sorry, I I, I got to produce. Right. And so this is really interesting to me because it's something that I'm dealing with personally. But how do people really tackle this? Well, first of all, you brought up a great point about the fact that we don't think in those situations. Um, we notice that when we're driving home from someplace, right? Once we get about five mile radius of home, we go into this automatic pilot mode. We don't even think about how we get home, where we're turning, we don't look at the lights and things like that. And um, astoundingly, most accidents happen during that time frame. We're about five miles away from work, we hit something or we get hit because we're not paying attention. We go into that automatic um, kind of response. And so it's really important for us to address the idea that we're not thinking in those moments and start thinking in those moments. And we'll get to that in a moment. But we really want to start with the overall principle of understanding that um, our, our goal is the one um, principle. We understand that if we want to make a change in our life on any level of our life, we have to determine that we're going to address and remove a pattern and replace it with a good pattern. If we have a negative pattern in our life, we have a detrimental pattern in our life, we have to make a commitment to go, okay, the principle is I'm going to replace those patterns with a healthy pattern, something that's going to heal or help those people around me. So our first understanding is the principle that oneness, right? We're going to, we're going to remove the, the pattern that's detrimental, replace it with something that's, that's healthy. Um, and that can be established on any level. It doesn't matter if it's a behavior, a belief, a thought, um, you know, some type of automatic, you know, uh, uh, a dressing situation where we just automatically go to the, to the bathroom or go, excuse me, to the, to the refrigerator and grab a drink, you know, those types of things or eat the chocolate cake. It can, it can establish on any level. So the understanding is the principle. Hey, I'm going to replace the negative pattern with a healthy pattern, wherever it is, wherever it exists. So this takes a lot of intentionality, honestly, and I think a lot of self-awareness. You know, when Curtis is on, oftentimes we're talking about how we understand ourselves and how we take this deep reflection of ourselves. And, you know, when you're talking about patterns here, patterns of behavior, patterns of thought, all of that really starts with this kind of self-examination, right? And you're talking about replacing negative behaviors with positive ones. Mm -hmm. It starts by being able to identify the negative ones, sure. you know, right? And, and sometimes I think we don't realize what we're doing has a negative, like is a negative kind of pattern. It just is. And so I, I really appreciate this because our community needs to understand that they have the power to do this, right? It's Indeed. like really reprogramming yourself to do things that are going to be more healthy for you in the long run and short term. Indeed. It takes a lot of determination, you know, which leads us to our next point. We have to be determined. We talk about in, in the neighborhoods, we talk about self-determination, realization all the time. This, this determination, we have to be determination, have to have determination around the idea that I'm going to do things that are healthy for me. Whatever is healthy for me, I'm going to do. I'm going to stop doing anything that is unhealthy for me, no matter where I confront it. So the two determinations become extremely important at that point. Um, am I going to be resilient? And am, am I going to accept the responsibility for my actions and attitudes? Am I going to really analyze my choices, my actions, and how they affect me, how they affect my family, how they affect others? So now we have to determine that, hey, when I see it, 
I'm going to remove it. When I see that it's healthy, I'm going to add it. And I'm going to be purposeful about that. Yeah, this is, um, you know, when I think about my family and, you know, just listening to you talk and I think about how many people in my family have really accepted these patterns, right? These uh, negative conditioning, so to speak. They've really accepted it. And so it really takes, when you talk about determination, it also takes something to like spark that, right? I mean, you got to want to do better or live better in order to even be determined to make those choices. You know, how do you encourage people to even start this process? To love yourself, right? If you love yourself, if you care about yourself, if you care about anyone in your life, you don't want to cause them harm. You don't want to cause yourself harm. Anything that is detrimental to you, anything that causes yourself harm is not natural to you. So you can start looking at those things that are detrimental to you, that are harmful to you. Start loving and caring about yourself. When you look in the mirror, what do you see yourself as? Um, and that's about that, that consciousness, that self-image. Um, along uh, When we teach around Young Gong, we talk about really connecting with the shin. And the shin is where, what you identify as. I mean, short, you know, to not overcomplicate it. But how do you see yourself? You see yourself as this broken individual that doesn't that doesn't need any love, that doesn't deserve a second chance. Or do you see yourself as someone with potential, unlimited potential? What are you created in the image of? Um, is peace your nature? Those types of things. Um, but we want to start at the start and really understand that the easiest way is to just look at a habit. Look at one of the simple habits that you have. It can be around eating. It can be around sleeping. Do you sleep enough? Do you eat the right foods? Do you drink enough water? Right. Grab one of those small habits. The habits are our behaviors, right? Our patterns of behavior. Grab one of those small habits and determine, you know, from here on forward, I'm going to drink more water. Right. Something simple um, from this day forward. I'm going to walk past the chocolate cake and I'm going to go grab some fruit instead when I'm at the supermarket. I'm going to avoid the middle of the supermarket where all of the, the crappy food is. And I'm going to stick to, you know, the, the healthy food on the outside. Just small habits, the way that we shop, the way that we think, the way that we drive. Maybe I'm going to wake up 15 minutes early so I don't have to rush in traffic. Those types of things. So small habits are, are really, really powerful ways to change, because as we deal with the small habits, really begin to evaluate the small habits. We learn where the small habits came from. We learn the trigger uh, mechanisms that we've, we've embraced. We learn the consciousness pieces that, that lead us to those bigger patterns that we need to address, right? But we have to start by being successful. So we started something that we can do, right? And um, I can drink more water. Anyone can, right? We can, we can go grab a bottle of water, fill it up. Mm -hmm. Now, th this right here is where I, I really appreciate it because it brings it down to a practical level. I mean, we're talking about things that are you know, in our everyday purview. Right. And so it, it makes it easier for people to really digest because it's like, oh, if I start with something like that, then I can work myself up to some of the more complex ideas about my thought patterns, about how I'm, you know, receiving information and how I'm, you know, being perceived by others when I show up in space. There's something that I think about often. Well, I can't wait to continue this conversation after this short break. Thanks so much for this. This is so insightful. I'm having fun. Absolutely. Okay, you guys, stay tuned after this break. The Haru Hills segment continues right after this. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. 
They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Faisa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I got to send a huge shout out to my girl, Julia Jesse. Jules is still going to be on Clapback tonight. She was unable to join us today, had an appointment, but Jules, we so appreciate you and everything you bring to Clapback. Make sure you guys check out Clapback tonight, 7 p.m., right here on Converge Media. And, you know, before the break, I was just in a really great conversation with Haru Chayez Amen. This Haru Hill segment is so key. I mean, they all are, but we're talking about things that we can be doing to change our patterns of behavior. We're all about patterns today. Welcome back, Haru. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, such a needed conversation. And I think oftentimes people kind of need to have a one-on-one to understand how to begin to establish better patterns of behavior. What are some of the other principles around our patterns? One of the next principles I like to talk about is having um, a practice, right? To cultivate these new patterns of behavior. We can't just, you know, stop drinking uh, alcohol, start drinking more water. That's, That's a great start, right? It's a great start to start sleeping properly, but we want to add some exercises and some modalities that help us cultivate the energies necessary to carry out what we want to accomplish. If we want to have long lasting change, we have to replace the energies that we're expending in um, those negative ways with a new modality. Um, inside of Qigong, well, inside of uh, Yonggong that I, I work with, it's it's the nine methods. We teach the nine methods around cultivating that energy. We start with Qigong and those 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 status poses or, um, you know, those, those movements and things like that. You know, we look like we're floating through the sky and all that's beautiful, right? It looks great, but it's really about cultivating your inner um, being. It's really understanding who you are and, and activating chakra, balancing your, your internal organ system, moving energy around in, inside of you. Um, African spirituality practices, um, you know, or whatever your, your spirituality practices, meditation, yoga, qigong, those methods are really designed to uplift the psyche, uplift the spirit, purging it from the, the erroneous information that we have and adding new information to it simultaneously. We have to take our brain offline and to input new information, right? Just like if we were to update our computer, we can't run our programs when we're updating our computer. We stop our programs. We literally have to close them down. We reboot the computer, then it's uploading new new um, software and things like that. And once it's uploaded, now we can rerun the program. We have to do the same thing with ourselves. And we do that through different modalities of spirituality. We do that through Qigong, Renzu, which is a method that I teach. We do that through yoga, you know, and other practices, meditative practices. A lot of times we're looking at these exercises as a way out. We go, oh, I need just a timeout, a break. We're not necessarily need a break. What we need is to cultivate the energy that is necessary for us to motivate and act change permanently. Man, I mean, uh, yes, (laughs) like, hey, snaps on that, because really, this is exactly why people need to understand the biology of us in these human vessels, right? There's something so scientific about the approaches that we can take to really uh, make space, create that space for the new information to reside there. As you said there and just made that, you know, connection to us, you know, updating our software and needing to shut down all of our other programs. You know, the idea that we can even shut down our brains to open it up to this new information, new patterns of behavior, you know, 
taking out the negative and replacing it with positive, that right there, I think, is like a huge mind blow to many of us out here, right? Because, you know, historically, we as we were coming up in children, we weren't taught that we actually had that power, right? To not just like change ourselves because like, yeah, people say, oh, well, you know, let me do this self-help book or this or that. But the scientific methodology behind that is so key, uh, you know, based on what you're saying. So this idea of patterns being a foundation for us to understand a lot of this is super important. What, what, what else in terms of this way can people kind of think about this and understand the need for them to do this in their lives? Because this has long lasting effects. Definitely. We have generations of pain and trauma. We have our, within our own families, we see the trauma and things like that. Um, we see the fractures in our communities across the world, not just in black communities, but across the world and across communities. We see the detriment that's going on in our society. We know that there has to be some type of change. So we can't just focus on ourselves in a pocket by ourselves, right? We have to, we talked about this before with a high five, we have to give back. Um, so in order for us to give back though, we have to establish some modicum of health. We have to begin to heal ourselves and we can't only heal ourselves in part, just like we can't only heal the community in part. So I can't just go, you know, and, and, and work out and get my muscles big. I got to fix my brain. I got to fix my psych. I got to fix my, my alignment with my spirit. I got to take care of all of those things holistically, which means every aspect of me as they, as they become, you know, visible to me, I got have to address in order to do that. I got to step back away from life for a little bit, you know, and it, it might be just a moment, a time a day. It might just be, you know, 15 minutes per day when we talked about the breath while we're driving to work, back and forth to work, just calm the breath down. But we have to have modalities that are in place to really support holistic healing in order to make sure that we take care of our people that we love, right? If, if, I, if I become a burden on my family because I haven't taken care of my health, that's my fault, right? And now my family has to deal with the trauma of trying to support my, me while I'm in, in, in pain and, and things of that nature. So thinking about our family means that I'm going to love them by taking care of me. And then I'm going to take care of them by teaching them what I know, right? So we have to pass this on. We see it in every aspect of our lives. Um, and then we understand if we can deal with the patterns of behavior, our habits, right? If we can get a, a, a healthy you know, support system around our spiritual development and, and, and have a practice that's established, now we can start addressing the, the, the consciousness piece, being mindful at all times. That five mile radius that we talked about outside of our house, we're, we're aware now that we're there and we're paying attention to the lights. We're, we're seeing the oncoming traffic, right? We're not on our phones texting. And so we avoid the accident. And we can do that same thing that we stop thinking when we're dealing with our paradigms. We start paying attention. We're mindful. We're in the moment. We're, we're, we're engaged and we're, we're active. And we're going, oh, wait, if I say this, if I do this, it's going to harm me or it's going to harm someone else. And if I harm you, I've harmed myself. If I harm me, I've harmed you. We're one. And so when we really understand that oneness, going back to the one principle, that all of these principles really are interrelated, if I take care of the one understanding, I can change, I can remove a pattern, and that pattern will remove other patterns for other people, we can, we can start to move forward as a community. It's almost like you're, you know, taking a key and unlocking something that's probably like, ancient in us, right? Like, you know, I need this key to unlock this understanding so that I can begin to remember really 
what I think a lot of our ancestors already understood. And in Western societies, it sometimes really means that we have to have a balance because right now there's so many more things that we face than what our ancestors face. I mean, we talk about, I don't even remember the number, an astronomical number of ads that we just come across in our daily lives. You don't even have to be just scrolling on your phone. Wherever it is, they've made sure that they've inundated us with certain uh, colors and uh, words and numbers and all of these things that are using science, so to speak, to get us to be a consumer. So now we have to take that understanding and figure out ways to really heal ourselves. And something you said there that I really appreciate is because we understand, particularly in the Black and Indigenous communities, that we come from th these generations of trauma, you know, right now for those who are willing to take that step to heal themselves, to be that example for their families and utilize their practices and their new patterns of behavior to heal themselves so they can heal their families. That right there is really key right now. I think there's that we're in a, a zeitgeist of awakening where, you know, I'm hearing more people that are like, yeah, you know, I meditate too. Yeah, I'm doing yoga. You know, Qigong is still newer. So people are like, hey, man, I heard about that. I need to get more tapped in. But, you know, dec a decade ago or something, it was like not enough of us were doing these things. And all of these things kind of come together to really, uh, I think, be those modalities that you speak of for us to start to change ourselves. Definitely. One cool thing about technology is that while technology does bombard our brains with information and things like that we can be selective we can go and find the right information right we can we can research we can rediscover our ancient ways and, and practices qigong like you said it's new kid on the block supposedly but it's been around for 3500 years right so these modalities have always been here our people knew about them our people practiced them on, on, a, on a regular basis on a daily basis they trained up their children for, for from from day one through this by by and acting these understandings in front of them. The way that we learn is through looking, is, from, is through interacting, through relationships, right? So our children need to see this in us too. Um, so it's very important to understand that when we have this technology, we can be selective. I can say, oh, I'm gonna turn my phone off, right? Or I can turn my phone to black and white mode so I don't get bombarded with the colors. And I'm gonna be very selective about what I allow into my psyche. That's another habit, it's another pattern. We have this pattern of first thing I wake up, reach over, grab my phone, look at, you know, Instagram or CNN or something or Fox News, whatever it is that you look at, right? And just absorb this information. We can say, you know what? I'm not going to do that in the morning. I'm going to breathe for five minutes. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to get up and I'm going to brush my teeth with my left hand instead of my right or my right hand instead of my left. Mm -hmm. We can change certain patterns to show that we still have some self-control. And we can, once we understand that self-control and maximize that self-control, we can apply that same self-control to any aspect of our lives. We can change anything that we're doing. This is so powerful. And it's uh, these segments always enlighten me so much. Thank you again for coming on today. Th this idea of patterns, us changing our patterns, understanding that we have the power to do so and really adopting and I guess really creating these uh, connections for ourselves about how we really involve ourselves with these healthy patterns and then showcase it to others. I mean, you know, um, people ask me all the time, like, man, how do you do all the things you do? Right. Like I, I just was doing an article, like several different folks recently just asked me this again. But it's something that comes up often because the way that people experience me is very outwardly, you know, in the community, in society, drumming it up putting the pressure on, advocating in this way or that way or another. 
But it is exactly what you talked about there. You know, before I get out of the bed, I got to do some breath work. I got to just meditate real quick before I even think about something else. And, you know, also doing that before I go to bed, just to calm my brain down, get, you know, get myself in the right mode for sleep. I, I share that because I know there's many people out here that are like, man, where do I even get started with this? And it can be just as simple as that. And just like the the practices you talked about, hey, I'm going to drink more water and just being very consistent and determined to do that and change the behavior. Thanks again, Haru. This is always fantastic and insightful. I want to give you a chance to make sure you look right there because I know Qigong happens every Saturday morning. And so we got to make sure people know how they can find you, how they can connect with you. Indeed. My pleasure for being here um, as well. Again, thank you for having me. Find a teacher. Um, you can hook up with me on Saturdays at 9 a.m. We teach Qigong in person. We teach Qigong online. There's no excuse not to be there. It's free. We're giving it away to the community because we want people to heal. Um, find me on Instagram at Heru Nefer, H-E-R-U-N-E-F-E-R. Um, I'm there. DM me. Uh, follow me. We will we will share that information willingly and openly. And so glad that for you to join us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's been a help for me. So thank you again for bringing this out to the community. My pleasure. Absolutely. Oh, you guys, what an amazing segment all day today with Haru Hills, with Haru Chayas Amen. You know me, be inspired. Haru was like, look, my people need this. First of all, I need this. <laughs> Secondly, my people need this. Let me learn. Let me study. He has really shown himself to be an amazing instructor and in all the things that he's doing, but bringing this information out to the community. So, of course, I want you to be inspired by that story and be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. I want to thank you all for joining me today. And before I go, I got to thank my guy, Matt Wells. If we got we got the bomb face right there. Uh, you know, he made me a custom bomb face shirt. Matt Wells, you're the bomb. Bomb face is the bomb. Thank you so much for, you know, always gifting me with some amazing pieces. You're amazing. And I got to say, if y'all don't know about bomb face, make sure y'all search bomb face, check it out. Phenomenal, phenomenal clothing, real top notch. And I got to just give a shout out to my guy. I thank you because it's looking nice and right today. So uh, I'll try to take a full body pick Matt so you can see it all but thank you guys so much for joining me and of course until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. <laughs>